Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Bubbling Adventure, a podcast all about kids and how educating them positively can impact their entire life as well as society. Each week, we're having conversations with guests on different themes, and our aim is to have open discussions, share different points of view, and learn in a non-judgmental way. Today is a very exciting episode for two reasons. First of all, because it is going to be with my boyfriend, which is very exciting, and I'm looking forward to it. And the second reason is that it is the first time that I actually get to record a face-to-face -face episode and I hope you will like this format as well. The best way to support this podcast is to subscribe if you haven't already and write a review if you're listening from Apple Podcasts. And you can also join us on Instagram at The Bubbling Adventure to stay up to date and have daily positive education content. But without further ado, let's begin. Hi. Hello. How are you? Very well, very well. How are you? Good, thank you. Excited. Yeah, same. This is going to be uh, an interesting experience. Yes. Are you happy to be here? Yeah, I'm glad to be your first face-to-face -face guest. Yeah, it's great. I'm excited, very. Uh, so, obviously... I know you, but can you please introduce yourself to the audience? Sure, my name's Schnee. I'm going to turn 30 in about a couple of weeks' time. Mm -hmm. Born in Coventry, I uh, currently work in a bank, working in like the, the digital space in AI, and I'm also a trustee for a charity outside of work called Carney's Community. Uh, I believe uh, if you want to learn more about them, you can listen to a previous episode with George. Um, but yeah, basically they help they help the most young and disadvantaged people in South London and we help get those people back into education and employment. And yeah, I guess you'll find out more as you ask me more questions, but just a, <laughs> a snippet. Great, amazing. So speaking about education, can you tell us about your childhood and upbringing? And so any, you know, key learnings that you had Yeah, so basically grew up in, in Coventry and and I was there uh, until I was 18. So, you know, went went to primary school there. Um, it's worth noting that my, both my parents are Indian. So, you know, kind of 
growing up here in generally quite a white area, but I think my parents kind of had these really strong principles around education and and really focusing on that, which was which was good for me. And then you know going into secondary school, you know as as teenagers do, kind of getting distracted and pulled into to various different things, focusing on popularity a bit more. I was uh, I was very involved in music in my teenage years as well, and. Uh, you know, kind of got involved in perhaps some bad bad crowds while I was growing up in my teenage years. But, uh, you know, when it comes to the end of kind of GCSEs and exams and going into to sixth form, a lot of those friends that I had were either kind of expelled or, or didn't didn't go to sixth form. So that that actually was a real big blessing in disguise because then I kind of, you know, got more focused, got my head down got my grades up I'd say my GCSE grades weren't weren't fantastic but my A-level grades were, were pretty good and that allowed me to get into into a really good university moved to London and I think that was you know one of the big changes of my of my life really so I think in terms of education went to you know public school a lot of I'd say when I first entered that secondary school it was quite a bad school wasn't wasn't great we just had a new head teacher at the time and she uh, I think transformed the school around as well which was good but used to be like you know three fights a month I'd say within the school and you know crazy things like (laughs) it was actually in the newspaper but we had like when I wasn't involved at all but you know had all of like the gothics versus like we used to call them townies there's Mm. big fights between these kind of two groups and yeah it was crazy so that was all at your school but how how old were you I was what year seven so probably like 12 12, 13 at the time mm. when that was happening but yeah it was an interesting time you learn a lot in secondary school because you, you kind of go from you know it's typically a smaller school and then you're all of the schools in the local area kind of coming together into this much bigger school for us anyway and so it's interesting like you know obviously trying to make new friends sticking with friend, people that you know and then you know you hear things about perhaps other people before you get to that school and you know yeah it's just it's just a really interesting dynamic I think but I think you know it works really really well for me had some of the best years of my life some of the most fun I think I've had in terms of you know just just some of the silly stuff you do when you're a teenager but uh yeah it was it was um it's really good learning experience I think it was really character building in terms of you know the social element mainly I think I think education wise it's it's kind of could have been be better far, yeah. well, education wise I think you know it's a bit of a it's a public school so I don't think you're going to get the best kind of learning but social element wise who you meet how you adapt to the different social environments and I was generally because um, I had an older brother I was, I was relatively popular in that sense mm-hmm. and I guess yeah it was just it was just you know in terms of terms of kind of key experiences and key learnings you know got involved in in perhaps not the best crowds when I was when I was going up again just I think that strong parenting that always there to kind of keep me on the straight and narrow from an education perspective was great. And how's your relationship with your brother? Has it always been great? Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, I don't think we've ever had a big fight or anything like this. So, mm-hmm. you know, he's always looked out for me. He's always, you know, always got my back, always, you know, putting me first, always. Yeah, I think we've got a really, really good relationship. And yeah, I'd say he's one of my best mates. Yes. Um, so yeah I think I think and it gets gets better and better so mm-hmm. and so throughout your adolescence for example how did you leave this change 
you know, like how how did you live it as a family? Because I know that for some people, you know, there's this the massive transition, you know, between a kid and a teenager and then an adult. So did you have, you know, any sort of like pushbacks against your parents or were you always in good terms with your parents? How did it work? Yeah, I think I was I was very fortunate to have an older brother. So mm-hmm. he's four years older than me. And you almost can see like it's like a how will how how could life be in four years time kind of view, right? So mm-hmm. You know, you see the experiences that, you know, I saw the experiences he was going through and you almost learn from that and you get to kind of see and witness that ahead of time. So yeah. that for me has been probably, yeah, one of the key things that's taught me the most in my life. Mm. Um, Interesting. And the difference is, you know, you can read a biography and learn about someone's experience, but you don't feel it as much when someone because you don't you don't care about that person as much as you care about you know family so I think being able to see that and experience it and you know feel the impact Mm. that decisions make and this sort of thing I think I think it's been you know I'm very fortunate to be the younger the younger brother and and actually you know he broke a lot of kind of boundaries and barriers for me so it made your life easier yeah yeah I know you're the oldest sibling so you probably did the same but yeah I think uh, I was just thinking how it's funny because for me it was quite like the opposite of your of your story because I think I did have a, a moment where I was sort of you know rebelling and like trying to break these boundaries because I was the first one so it was also like a first for my parents you know to manage and then I think my sister, in the most part, she was more calm and, you know, less wanting to party all the time and things like that. So I think, yeah, I probably, you know. Yeah, I mean, I still like to party, but, you know. <laughs> um, but you already had the, the right to do it. So yeah, 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 for sure, yeah. for sure. No, I think, I think you know, and I think my parents learned a lot as well. You know, they've obviously, they moved from... India to the UK Mm -hmm. my mum when she was like six years old my dad when he was like maybe like 14 so they've obviously come from very you know complete different cultures east and western culture and Indian culture and so they obviously needed to adapt to what bringing up a child was Mm. like in the UK compared to you know India basically so they obviously they obviously learned a lot in that sense as well and yeah very just very grateful yeah. really and do you know how it was for them like how do they ever tell you how much different their upbringing was compared to yours yeah they tell they tell stories for sure basically you know they they came from nothing so you know my dad used to have to kind of queue up for food in india I've been back to my mum's village where my granddad built a house there and yeah, it's it's basically like the slums in Punjab. So, you know, mm. they, they, they definitely had a very different upbringing from me. Albeit, you know, my mum moved over when she was quite young, um, but their parents were particularly, I think my, you know, my mum's side were a lot more strict than, than they were on us. And yeah, I think culturally it's just very, it's, it's very different. But, you know, there was 
they weren't the only ones going through it. There was a lot of, you know, Indians there at the time and you know, I'd imagine if you speak to a lot of a lot of people, you know, in my position, Indian parents kind of their parents moved over. They're going for the same things. Hmm, interesting. And so what do you think are the most important values in education? So based on your own education, but also just like what you think in general? Yeah, so I think I think I, I realised it. Obviously, I had had the experience of it, but I realised it the most when how I was helping to set up Carney's community and the principles that that's based on. So I did that for my final year project at university. But, they, you know, you do a lot of studies and speaking to George, who, who kind of runs the charity, it's all based on parenting, really. Like, you know, if you have, if you, I've, I've got friends who, or, 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 you know, had friends who had the same school, you know, education as me, kind of secondary school and this sort of thing. But you've got to remember, it's an education after school as well. And what are they, you know, what, what are they, what are they kind of listening to? What are they, what's they're like kids are like sponges right so for me I just felt like I had really great parenting really grounded principles on you know I, th I just think my parents are like very wise <laughs> and so you know listening to them helped me become who I am basically and, and I just think if you don't have that and you're only solely reliant upon your teachers or you're only reliant upon people that you have at school then or, or if if the people if, if your parents aren't giving you you know good advice then you're going to have a very different experience or different belief systems different values so I think confidence is key really like if you I'm trying to think how I built, built up my confidence it definitely takes some time and like a lot of self-love and this sort of thing but I think if you Actually, the thing that I remember now is the thing that I that helped build my confidence the most was having teachers that believed in me. So there's one particular teacher uh, who, uh, Miss Riley, her name is. So she, I, I was going into my A levels thinking, you know, if I got three Bs, that would be that would be great. I'd be be able to do everything I wanted, yada yada. And she was like, no, you can get two A's and a B. Like you can you can do better than that. And I didn't, it wasn't even, it's almost like I'd put this glass ceiling there in my head. It didn't even have a concept in my mind that I could get higher. And yeah, I ended up just getting like one mark off three A's. So it was, it was like as a result of someone else believing in me. And I think that's, that definitely built up a lot of self-confidence. Obviously, like I said, having an older brother helps with confidence. I think did various things at university, such as, ISEC, which kind of sent me all over the world, doing, having different experiences, speaking to people, learning about myself and getting really good at public speaking. So these things, these things definitely helps the confidence. But I think, I don't know if there's like, how do you instill confidence in, in, in young people? Mm. And I think the thing for me as well is, it's also environment. So, you know, in Coventry, when I was growing up at least, like there are no sky rises there's no like tall buildings like you have in london there's no investment banks that i know of anyway there's no big corporations i think the nearest you've got is birmingham and actually i had a 
had a school trip there to Birmingham when I was like maybe 16, I think, 16, 17. Mm-hmm. So that was the first time I actually looked and, I, you know, I was, I was in Birmingham and I saw like, you know, nice cars like Bentleys and like corp- I went into this corporate building. I just remember even thinking like the, the toilets look amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it's just like, it was just, so yeah. That was your first experience. Of, like... of a corporate kind of building. And I was like, you know, and then that's also where they're saying like, what do you need to get into like the graduate scheme or whatever scheme they had? I think it was like an internship scheme. And it's like, you need three Bs. So that's where I kind of got the, I need three Bs kind of mentality because mm-hmm. before you didn't even know what you needed and what it was for I, I had no idea that these kind of companies existed at all and you know in Coventry kind of or you see the people driving around in nice cars generally are doing some sort of criminal activity you know mm. drug dealing of, or something like this they're there and then that becomes a thing that you kind of glamorize and so actually seeing that seeing that okay well you can make you can make a lot of money if you kind of go down this route yeah. where, where did you want to be when you were growing up well that in that before then you said dinosaur yeah when i was really, really <laughs> young cute. i wanted to be a dinosaur but then that dream quickly faded away as my brain grew <laughs> yeah i think earliest memory was like wanting to be doctor and then I wanted to be an accountant for a little bit and then I did some like internship there and in in commentary as well it's actually after the PwC trip so PwC obviously I was like looking at being an accountant and that was the program I was looking at. I was like you know going back to my teacher like I need to get some work experience as an accountant so I want to see what it's like got some work experience over Easter holidays at an accountant and I was just with this like you know must have probably must have been about 40 year old boring like played his game boy at lunch time kind of guy i was like no i do not want to be an accountant uh, <laughs> at all so that was that dream gone so yeah uh, th- those are kind of the things and then when i finished uni i kind of i was actually really really interested in like the education piece and you know wanted to start set up my own business so i was going around to schools doing like employability and education workshops um and then yeah i guess i was i just wasn't wasn't making money as quickly as i wanted to and i don't know i'll never know if i should have held out or not but i mean i am where i am now and i managed to stumble across um this job this job at the bank been there for like five six years and yeah managed to work my way up um pretty well there so far so Mm -hmm. yeah Interesting. Yeah. And so you sort of stumbled upon the digital world or was it something that you were already interested in before? Definitely stumbled upon. I didn't know it really existed uh, too much. So fortunately, I had a friend of a friend who um, something on their Facebook saying we're looking for jobs here. And then another friend tagged me in because he knew I was looking for a job. And yeah, it just went from there, really. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm, now it's really something that you love. So it's great that it all worked out this way. Yeah, super, super lucky, really. And, you know, it's yeah, it's a massively growing area in terms of like banking and digital. And yeah, it's a large corporate again, which was... And, and funnily enough, actually, when I got that job, I did have a job offer from PwC as well. So it was like PwC or this job. And the PwC job was in was in Birmingham as well, funnily enough. But 
yeah, I took the one that that paid more. I wanted to get back to London, so <laughs> that was that was that was the direction I took, and yeah, I think think feels like the right choice. Mm-hmm. And here you are, so definitely the right choice. <laughs> uh, so what is like an advice that you would like to share um i've got I, i don't know i think there's like different phases of my life where i think i've like lived or believed in other things and kind of had those principles so to speak i think one that i think is very true and still today is like don't don't just say yes to people if it means you're saying no to yourself so I think probably like early 20s or something when I was in New Zealand I was like managing a charity over there and it was probably one of the most stressful jobs that I'd had great experience like wouldn't change it for the world absolutely amazing but it was very very stressful to the point where I was like you know coughing blood because it was it was like that much stress mm. but the, the thing that I felt happened on reflection was that I was quite a people pleaser I was too busy trying to please everyone and yeah looking at me with a surprised face um <laughs> yeah I was, I was a bit I was a big people pleaser too busy trying to please everyone make everyone happy and I almost felt like you know some people started to latch onto that a little bit and mm. then you know I think it was perhaps a bit later on afterwards when I kind of had these realizations yeah it was just like not doing that anymore <laughs> uh and it's know. not helping not you not the business Right. No, but I think, you know, more importantly, you've got to kind of look after your well-being and your your mental state and this sort of thing as well. So, you know, you you'll get especially in like today's world, digital world and everything else, you will get absolutely consumed and swallowed up if you just say yes to everything else that everyone else wants you to do for them, including things at work. And it's really about prioritizing and really about, you know, knowing what your values are, what your beliefs are and doing things on that basis. That being said, you know, I think especially post-COVID, like relationships is a new currency. So, you know, you got to invest in those relationships. I'm not saying don't do that. I'm just saying, you know, don't don't just keep saying yes to everything to please other people. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, you're, if you're saying no to yourself, then it's just not good for you long term. Yeah. yeah, and I guess if like this was something that we were teaching kids from a young age then you have sort of like this habit from the beginning which just makes life a little bit easier so good advice and so what can we wish you for the future i think for me my biggest value is freedom right so and to create you know freedom in every sense of the word time not being tied down to a job having you know being able to do kind of what i want when i want where i want most importantly i think post covid <laughs> uh, but yeah i think um i think freedom you know financial freedom uh, absolutely yeah i'd like to i'd like to live in a few different countries i would like to have my own business yeah i think for me it's just making sure that you're able to live a very full life and experience everything that you want no regrets you know don't mm-hmm. leave anything on the table because you're only here once so i think also yeah that that bit around spending time with your loved ones and this sort of thing is really important too but i think yeah for me I'll be 30 soon but i'm just getting started 
<laughs> Good, amazing. Well, that's great. Thank you so much for participating and having a nice chat with me. And yeah, all your advice. Thank you, it's a pleasure. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Feel free to share if you think it might be helpful to someone you know. If you enjoyed this episode, then please make sure to write a review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts and subscribe if you haven't already. That's it for me. See you soon with the next episode. And in the meantime, have a lovely day. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.